Ezekiel 16 and 6. Amen. Amen. Thanking God, amen, for all that he continues to do. Uh, Ezekiel 16 and 6. It says, when I passed by thee and saw thee polluted in thine own blood. You was polluted in your own blood. I said unto thee, when thou wast in thy blood, live. Yea, I said unto thee, when thou wast in thy blood, live. Luke chapter 24, or Luke chapter 15, verse 24. I almost feel like I had a little bit of a echo. Amen. Thank God for having a good range of everybody here. Amen. The young and the old down to, amen. I thank God for having babies in the building. Amen. If you don't have any young people at your church, they say you're a dying church. So I thank God for having from babies on up to older. Amen. Of course, we know that the older people here are younger than the younger people. Amen. We, we do First Lady and Lady P and uh, well, the Campbell and Sheila and Deacon yeah. Brooks, they got more energy than the teenagers in the no, building. They go to a job and do. Some of y'all don't even go to y'all job, a.k.a. school. Luke 15 and 24, it says, For this my son was dead. Somebody he say he was dead. This my son was dead and is alive again. He was down. And they began to be merry. They began to be happy. Psalms 35. I'm going to try to be short with it. Amen. Psalms 35 and 27. Amen. Psalms 35 and 27. 35. It says, let them shout for joy. Somebody say, you got to shout for joy sometimes. Let them shout for joy and be glad that favor. Somebody say, I got favor on my life. I got favor on my life. That favor my righteousness cause, yea, let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified, which has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Uh, let me say this other part. Let me say that last part. It said, let the Lord be magnified, which has pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. Say the Lord can be magnified and blessing me. I guess y'all don't believe that. He'll be like that in my life. He can be magnified by blessing me. Philippians 4, verses 12, verse 12, it says, that she walk honestly towards them that are without, that she may have lack of nothing. That you have lack of nothing, right? That you have lack of nothing. God wants to make sure that you are not lacking anything. Amen? Um, then my other two is Second Corinthians or Second Kings, six Second Kings, Amen. And then I only got uh, another scripture after that, and then we'll be getting into the heat of the message. 
and we'll put all of these scriptures together as God has set forth it to be. 2 Kings 6 and 16, and it says in 2 Corinthians 6 and 16, it says, and he answered, fear not, for they that be with you, are y'all listening? Fear not. I'm glad that you heard from one part. For he and he answered, Fear not, for they be with for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And Elijah prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open the eyes that he may see. Some of y'all need your eyes open. Open the eyes that he may see. And the and the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elijah. Tell somebody, God to put an army around me. God to put an army around me. And my last scripture is 2 Corinthians 4 and 8. Thank God that we, we believe in the word and we believe and trust in the word of the Lord. Amen. The word of the Lord is a strong tower where the righteous can run in. Be safe. If you're ever looking for safety, you can find it in this world. And it says in 2 Corinthians 4 and 8, it says, we're troubled on every side. Anybody ever had trouble? Yes. 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 Like every time, no matter where you go, you got trouble. Yes. We're troubled on every side, yet not distressed. I ain't going to be sad about it. We are perplexed. I don't know what I'm going to do, but not in despair. We ain't going to be depressed about it persecuted, somebody trying to take us out, but not forsaken, cast down, but not destroyed, always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of the Lord Jesus might be manifested in our bodies. Wait, 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 there's one more, one more, one more, one more, one more, one more. I gotta add this one. I gotta add this one. Matthew 21 and 21. I got to add this one. I got to add this one. Matthew 21 and 21, and many of y'all know the scriptures. It says, um, Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, if you have faith and doubt not, you shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree, but also if ye shall say unto the mountain, Be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, it shall be done. And whatsoever thing you shall pray and believing, you shall receive. I just want to talk real quick. I'm going to try to make do the best that I can on I speak life, see differently, and rejoice. I speak life, see different, and rejoice. If there was, oh, one other thing I forgot to mention earlier. I want a child to understand that giving is a blessing. It's not a chore and it's not useless. Giving is a blessing. It's not a chore. It's not useless. So what do we have? We have this perfect picture where God said, when I saw you in your own blood and you're polluted, dying in your own blood. Now, I don't know about you, but uh, if you live long enough you and you've been to the hospital enough or know somebody that's been to the hospital, it is possible for your blood to get infected. And when your blood gets infected, what ends up happening is you end up dying off of your own blood. Some people, if, if, if the blood, if something gets broken, their throat or some part of their body gets broken, they can suffocate off of their own blood. 
And so the Bible gives it, when I saw you polluted in your own blood, you was in a situation that you was on your deathbed. Yes. You was about to die. And he said, when I saw you in the situation where you was about to die and you couldn't help yourself, I said, I gave the commandment for you to live. My God, my God. That even if you have a condition that you can't fix, God is saying, I need you to understand that you can speak to your situation and command life over it. Jesus said I, that you can speak to the mountain and you can tell it to be cast in the yes, sea. Yes. And the Bible says that we're perplexed but not forsaken. And so we need to understand that we need to speak to the situations in our life. My God. If our health ain't right, we need to speak healing over our life. We need to look at the Bible, what the Bible says about healing, and speak healing over our life. We need to command, amen, not God to do anything because we can't command God, but we can command our bodies to line up with what God's word says. And we can stand on the word of God and say, look, the Bible says that healing is the children's bread. I command my bones to be made right. I command my blood to be made right. I command anything that's crooked to be made straight. Y'all don't, don't understand what I'm saying. Come on, come on. And so one of the things that we have to know, we have to know that we can step, that not only can we speak to it, but God has spoken to us and commanded us, amen, that are still alive to live no matter our situation. God has spoken life over you. Don't take that for granted. Don't take that for granted. Many times we don't understand that when God speaks over your life, it's something that can't nobody or no one stop. Not even the devil can stop when God speaks life into you. And so here it is, polluted in their own blood, and God still spoke life into you. Amen. Even when everybody else give up on you, God still speak, blow into you, speak life into you. But you got to know that it's God that's doing the blowing, that's doing the one that's speaking life into you. Then we read the scriptures and they talked about rejoicing. And one of the things that we need to understand is the power of rejoicing. The Bible says for the, put, for the spirit of heaviness, put on a garment of praise. And one of the things that happens is, is that in life, you're going to go through times where you're going to deal with heaviness. You're going to deal with the weights of life. The bills and, and, and the family and everything that goes on is going to press you down. Everybody wanting you to do everything right at school. Everybody wanting you to do everything right at work. Everybody wanting everything for you to do everything at home. You're going to go through some pressures of life. And there's going to be some things that may try to weigh you down. And so on the, in the life of every person, matter of fact, I know this may be controversial, but the Bible says, let everything that have breath praise you the Lord. You don't even have, even if you haven't gotten to the place of salvation yet, you still have the ability to give God praise, to lift off that spirit of heaviness. It is the spirit of praise that is able to lift off weights off of you. It was because David had a spirit of praise. He understood the importance of praise. And when he began to play for Saul, the evil spirit left him. And sometimes we're worried about the things that is bothering us. We're worried about the things that may hurt us. We're worried about the things that may attack us. 
But we can speak to our situation and command life, and we can praise our way, amen, to a better state of, of, of consciousness, a better state of mind, a better spirit, amen, to handle our life situations. Yes. You're going to deal with setbacks. You're going to deal with hard times. It's the reason why the Bible tells us to endure hardness as a good soldier. You're going to have to understand that life is going to come your way. Are y'all understanding what I'm saying? Life is going to come your way. You can't escape life's tragedies. You can't escape life's situations. And so what's going to separate you from the average person, the average Joe, the average Sally? What's going to separate you? How are you going to be better? What you got to learn to do is you got to learn to look at your situation differently. Amen. I don't y'all didn't catch what I just said. And so the Bible says perplexed, right? Let me go back to that scripture. Perplexed but not in despair. It's telling us that we need to have a different way of how we look at it. Yes. Some of y'all, y'all allow situations, and sometimes if I'm not careful, I can allow life situations to get to me. And if we're not careful, I find myself in a place of despair. Where times can seem so dark that you feel like when I sit in darkness, the only thing that's give, that has any sign of life is God. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be my light. It's possible to get to that level of depression and despair. And you have to learn to praise your way out of it when you get to that place. But the Bible teaches us perplexed, right? It gives us all these different situations, but gives us another way to look at it. And we have to learn to look at our situation differently. Man, I got bad credit, but you still have a job. Come on. I don't make as much as I want to make, but you're still able to pay some bills. Man, my health is bad, but you're still able to get up out of the bed and walk. Come on, come on. Amen. I ain't got everything that I want to have, but if you look at your situation differently, you'll be able to handle it with much wisdom and gladness. Yeah. The reason why we're stressed is because of how we're looking at our situation. Yes, yes that's it. The reason why we're overstressed sometimes is because every time we look at our situation, we look at the bad of our situation. Mm -hmm. My wife ain't nothing like what she's supposed to be, but at least she's still there helping. My husband ain't doing nothing, but at least he's working and bringing in something to the house. Amen. We got to learn to look at the, the opposite of it. Tell them to your neighbor, you got to learn to flip the coin. <laughs> you got to learn to look at it a different way. You got to learn to how to have a spirit of rejoicing and be able to praise God in the midst of it. Are y'all getting what I'm saying? Yeah. And when you see your situation in a whole different way, it causes you to give God thanks. Yes. One of the things that happened, amen, when, when, when I was going through, uh, I was at work and I was looking, amen, I had got my review and I said, I said to myself, man, I, I would really like a, 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 a decent one. And it was okay, but it wasn't what I was hoping for. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about hope deferred, right? But you know, I came out of there and it helped me to understand I still have increase coming. It may not be what I want it to be, but increase is still on me. Yes. Oh, y'all are not understanding what I'm saying. 
See, sometimes we're so busy complaining that we don't see the blessing. Sometimes we're so busy mad at how the situation ain't going our way that we don't see the blessing side of what we're going through. And y'all get what I'm saying? Antoine and Boo got, they got a tribe. They got like six kids. And if, if they look at it the wrong way, they'll see everything in the negative connotation, in a negative way. Some of y'all saying, well, if I had this kid, I'd lose my mind. That's because you ain't seeing right. The Bible says the children are the heritage of the Lord. Y'all don't want to go with me. They have more heritage already. And so if they're not careful, they can worry about how expensive raising kids is. But what's the flip side of it? They, they have the ability now to enjoy the abundance of family that they now have. And they can garner themselves around a level of love that everybody can do it. They have to understand that some people want kids and can't have them. And God gave them six. Y'all ain't hearing what I'm saying. And so sometimes we have to look at the flip side of it. Some people wanted more kids and couldn't have them. And so we have to be thankful for the very thing we got. Sometimes we worry if we complain about jobs and there's somebody that's saying, man, I wish I had a job to complain about. You got to learn to look at the other side so that you have the ability to rejoice. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. I told y'all I'd be short. The, the, the other thing is, is the Bible mentions the story about when he told the servant, God, and open up his eyes that he may see that there's more with us than to be with him. And one of the things that we got to understand is, is that sometimes what we see is not really how it really is. He needed God to open up his eyes so that he could see clearly. And one of the things that we got to do is open our eyes up. Have you ever had somebody that was getting played? Yeah, my niece. Have you ever seen somebody that was getting played? And you trying to tell them, you getting played. And you giving them, you trying to give them all of the information to let them know that they get in play. But no matter what you tell them, they still saying, no, my boo love me. No, no. It's not like that. It's because their eyes haven't been opened yet. Are y'all getting what I'm saying? Sometimes when it comes to even a job. And you're trying to tell other coworkers, hey man, you might want to, you know, you might want to start coming to work on time. There's some things that's being said about you. But no, you thinking they hating. You thinking it's a whole different situation. You don't even realize that they're trying to help you. And your help is now being looked at like they're the enemy. And they trying to help you keep your job. And then you wonder why you in the office. Hey, uh, we're going to give you one more warning. Uh, one more warning after this. Uh, you're going to be out of here. You're going to need a new job. And you're wondering, why didn't nobody tell me? They did tell you. <laughs> it's just that your eyes wasn't open to see it. And there's things in our life 
that will cause us not to see right. There's nothing that'll make you more blind. There's nothing that'll make you more blind than wanting to be right and know you're wrong. <laughs> that'll keep you blind. That'll keep you blind every time. It is, it's, no matter how much you try to tell them, now look, if you go cook some chicken, make sure that the grease is hot. You gotta cook it like how you cook it. I know I've been cooking longer than you, and that's why the skin ain't even right on your chicken. So you got to be willing to give up you being right all the time. You got to be willing to say, I am off. You got to be willing to say, I'm willing to correct the wrong. Uh, if you've ever been married a, a decent amount of time, there's going to be times that you're going to realize that you got to say, you know what, baby, I was wrong. Give me a little grace and mercy to make it right. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? But we got to have the eyes to see it right. And so in the, in the example we see, they didn't realize that God was with them. Y'all get what I'm saying? God was with them. But all he saw was the situation. Uh-uh, it's a lot of them. It's just us. And so that can happen in your life. When life is coming at you and you ain't seeing right, you don't see God and his angels. All you see is the enemies. Did y'all hear what I said? All you see is the enemy. All you see is people. You don't see that God is there with thousands of angels. That God has ministering spirits called for for the heirs of salvation. He has angels there waiting and willing to not only defend you and protect you, but to stand on your behalf. Amen. But you got to know that. And if you don't know that, you're going to see with your natural eyes. You got to open up your spiritual eyes, ladies and gentlemen. If you don't open your spiritual eyes, you'll get beside yourself. You'll, you won't be able to fight effectively. Because you'll be fighting battles that God don't want you to fight. And y'all get what I'm saying? Some battles we fight, we ain't got no business fighting. And God is saying, why are you fighting this battle? You wasn't even supposed to be here for this battle. You need to turn around. But you know us. No, I'm already here now. I'm already heated. It's too late now. It's too close. I'm already fired up. And instead of turning your heated self around and going, you just want to stand in your own fire instead of letting the fire of the Lord be there. You want your own fire to be there. And you know that what's going to happen is, is things going to get a little hot. And when things get hot in your own way, things ain't going to work out how you want it to be. And then you're going to be saying, man, I can't believe I let myself get that man. I can't, believe, I can't believe that happened. It wasn't even that serious. Have you ever had a situation that you overreacted and you was like, man, that wasn't even that serious. I'm going to just leave y'all alone. Y'all don't want to be honest. <laughs> you know, you know, you know, you know, you know, went all the way. <laughs> you went all the way to the left. You almost got the cops at the, you almost got the cops at where you at. It wasn't even worth it. You, 
You are you are out of your out of your character. You are out of your mindset. You are out of your head. Matter of fact, you don't even you don't even remember what you were saying. You got people telling you what you said. You know you said that. I said that. That's because that you was in you and you wasn't in God. See, when you in you and you not in God, it happens like that all the time. Understand, I say it all the time, but I must say it so much, y'all forget that we have a heavenly gift in an earthen vessel, and your flesh will rise up at any time of the day or hour. Just give it a little space. It'll rise up, and the devil will say, go ahead, do it, flesh, do it, flesh. Come on, come on. You ain't mad enough. Come on, come on. And you'll be like, yeah, I ain't even mad enough. <laughs> you lucky, you know. You have to watch yourself. You have to watch yourself. You got to ask God to help you to open up your eyes so that you can see things clearly. Amen. Otherwise, guess what you're going to do? You're going to go into your boss's office demanding a raise, and they're going to say, how are you going to demand a raise? You've been late 24 times, and you done had four call-ins, and you've been having problems with a lot of the co-workers, and you trying to demand a raise, talking about, I know I'm good at what I do. It don't matter how good you are. They have a saying, perception is reality. How people perceive you is their reality. That's what they feel about you. You could be the nicest person in the whole wide world, but guess what? The reality is, is that you're not being viewed that way. Some of us have a hard time witnessing because we look at ourselves as saints and other people look at us as ants. <laughs> you think you're the saint of God and they say that's an ain't. If that's what being saved is, I don't want to be it. <laughs> and so one of the things that we have to do is have to change the way that we see things. We have to change the way that we look at things. Because guess what? Now, I'm going to try to close. Have you ever saw the movie? I don't know the movie. Maybe Lady P will be able to help me because I was watching it with her. And it was one of our movie times. We'd be having movie times. Me, me and my daughter and my wife, we got a, a new movie time now. We got a movie that TV show we watch all the time. I couldn't watch it until my daughter got home. I was like, oh, man. I wanted to watch Wednesday, Thursday. But I, she told me, don't watch it until I get so But we was watching a movie, and you may be able to help me. The, the woman said, the woman said, uh, she grabbed a woman. I think it was the T.D. Jakes movie. And she said, she said, she, she grabbed a woman, and she lifted him up, and she said, you need to get yourself together. And you need to stand up and you need to fight because people are watching you. And one of the people watching you is your daughter. Amen. Wasn't that a T.D. Jakes movie? And she said, one of the people that's watching you, I think it was the woman that are loose one of the movies where they got, huh? Yeah, where the daughter had got raped. She said, and one of the people, she said, people, huh? Woman that are loose. And she said, one of the people is watching you is your daughter. Understand that, guess what? Somebody is people are looking at you. Amen. And so we have to see things in a righteous way because people are watching us. Don't you know that you're an example, whether good or bad? 
You are an example, good or bad. You're, good, you're an example as a parent, good or bad. If you are a parent that don't want to spend time with your kids, you're an example to your kids that your kids don't matter. And so when they have kids, guess what's going to happen? They're going to feel like they don't need to spend time with their kids either. Ain't that a true statement? You're an example to your kids, whether you realize it or not, good or bad. If you're the type of parent that is there for your kids and your kids can talk to you, you're an example of a parent that the kids can talk to. The tough time, the tough thing about parenting is, is nobody is a master at it. Because every parent, every parent has to deal with different personalities and different things that every kid goes through. But you still have to raise your kids up in that the way that they should go. The Bible says raise up a child in the way that they should go so that when they're old they won't depart. You can't be a good parent and you're saying you're a devoted Christian and you're not even teaching your kids how to pray. You ain't even teaching your kids how to fast. You're not teaching them the importance of the house of the Lord. Come on now. That's part of our problem in this day and time. We got a lot of parents that feel like, you ain't got to go to church. I believe in God. God is in my heart. Pass me the blunt. <laughs> they cuss and say, but God is good. <laughs> we in that day and time, ladies and gentlemen, because people are blinded of what it really means to love the Lord. And so you got to have your eyes open. You got to have your eyes open. If you don't value your kids, your kids are going to see that. I'm talking about seeing. Amen. I don't know none of you. Now look, if this hits you, that's the Holy Ghost. Don't get back. Pastor, we're talking about. I'm saying what God's given me. Now, if you got a problem, you can come to me, but I'm going to say, look. You can be mad at me. Because it wasn't me that said it. God gave me to say it, but you can be mad at me. It's all right. Because the ultimate person you're being mad is, is God. It's the same thing that Moses went with with Ariel when they said, we hear from God too. <laughs> and they said, we hear from God too. And Miriam got struck with leprosy because she felt that just because she was so close to Moses and, and God spoke a little bit that she was on the same level. You ain't on the same level of your pastor. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. But you have to understand that how you see things, how you deal with things, how you deal with your bills is based on if you're allowing God to show you things in a new way. I've been telling y'all, and I'm about to close, to challenge yourselves in the new ways. You're not going to be able to do it and be effective if you don't look at life differently. You can't have a business if you don't have startup capital and you don't have the courage to do it. Or at least connections that you don't have to, you know, pay for. My, my wife niece uh, got, the, got these hoodies. And she got all sorts of friends and everybody else on Facebook buying them. She wasn't using anything else but the contact she had. Now more and more people are buying them. But she's still working. You want to know why? Because she's seeing things differently. See, when you, when you want life to advance, you got to look at it in a whole different way. If I lose a house, I need to look at it in a different way. Well, I guess I'm going to lose this house. What can I do to make my next house better? <laughs> Whoo! God, that is a rough. 
You know, there is a blessing in losing. Amen. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. What? Oh, I feel like shot. There is, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to compose myself. There is a blessing in losing. Don't y'all know? It was good that y'all lost some of y'all friends. That was probably one of the greatest blessings that y'all could have had. I lost a friend. I think I think of the song said, uh, uh, I don't the uh, what's his name said, no longer do I cry when fake friends when fake friends say goodbye. Fake friends. <laughs> Sometimes we feel like because we lost something that we've lost it all. But there's a blessing in losing. Yeah, you do know in order to get in order to get healthy, you may have to lose weight. You lost something. Y'all ain't trying to hear what I'm saying. You may have to lose a car. Sometimes God allows you to lose to make you appreciate what he want to give you. Wow. Y'all get what I'm saying? See, one of the things that we got to understand is that God's way is better than our way. And sometimes the way we pray for things, me and the first lady is going through this, and I was talking to my sister, one of my sisters, and I was telling her one of the things that we're learning about, I'm trying to close, is, is that is the way to look at things. And I said, sometimes we pray for things and how God answers isn't how <clears throat> it doesn't always manifest the way that we want it to manifest. I said, Lady P, I was telling my sister, Lady P was saying that she was tired of being tired all the time and out of breath and she wasn't used to that and she just tired of it and so she prayed God I need you to help me because I'm tired of going through this we think that he may just heal now he does do that let's get it corrected we do believe in divine healing God does heal but sometimes God doesn't heal like heal so what did he do? He answered her prayer by saying, I'm going to let you go to the doctor. And I'm going to let them draw blood to see if you're really going through the pause or not. Yeah, no, Y'all know what I'm talking about when I say the pause. See if you're going through the pause or not. And they said, she said, hey, you know you've been anemic for since July. Hear what I'm saying? Her prayer is being answered uh -huh, uh -huh. about wanting her energy back. Uh -huh. But he's doing it by letting you be aware of what's going on. Amen. Yes. Amen. He's letting the doctor tell the reason why you're going through those aches is because you're anemic. Yes. Now, it gives us the ability to do two things. One, pray that God heals her from anemia yep. or pray that God gives them wisdom or what medicine to help her. So that her prayer can ultimately be answered at the end of more energy and not tired all the time. Yes. You got to look at your life in a whole different, y'all get what I'm saying? So she got to look at it in a different situation. She can't be saying, I want to go to these doctors, this is ridiculous. Because she'll miss it. Y'all God answers in different ways. He has spoken long life over us. Yes, Lord. 
When you get saved, God has spoken long life over us. God has spoken long life over me, over my, over my family, over my brothers and sisters. He's spoken long life over us. That's why when accidents, y'all don't want to hear, y'all don't want me to preach. That's why when accidents happen, it don't take us out because God has already ordained long life and a set time for me. There's still purpose on my life that keeps me alive. It isn't always the vehicle, it's my purpose that's keeping me alive. And so because of my purpose, I'm still made alive because he ordained certain things for my life. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, we're dying to live. We're living to die. Eventually, we're all going to die. But guess what? The time that God wants that to happen, he ordained it with purpose. He said before a whole line and said, I'm allowed things to happen between the birth and the death. But in the midst of all that, they still got to live this duration. I guess I'm at the wrong church. Y'all. Yeah. you in it. Y'all don't hear me. Did that didn't make it? So in my closing, we gotta understand that if we speak over our life, if we speak over our life, if we rejoice in our situation, if we look at things in a whole different way, not only will our life change. But God will get the glory when the change comes in our life. And I don't know about you. I want my life to glorify God. Come on, let's stand. To hear something. Amen. It's good when the young, when the young people want and have a song in mind and, and duty. Amen. I think duty is only, what, 11? Jesus. 10. And he, 9 or 10. And he liked that song. I thought it was 10. 10. And he likes the song, This Means War. And he was like, oh, I thought we was going to sing that song. That's good to hear. Amen. So we thank God for that. Amen. And so we're going to, amen, try to jump into the message. I'm kind of uh, mixed with which one to give. Um, but one of the things that got put on my mind, a statement of a question, a question rather, uh, healing is mine, is it yours? Are you claiming healing on this morning? So, amen. Amen. So we're going to, um, we're going to go into, um, I'm going to probably be really brief. I probably am not going to be, and I know I normally say that, but I really do think this time I'll be really kind of short. But it's good to be here, amen? amen. Church is important, whether people Ooh, realize it or yes, not. Yes, yes, yes. I love it. And we can't let, just because it's snowing, affect us. We live in Wisconsin. We go shopping in the snow. Why can't we come to church in the snow? And so, uh, people it's kind of dangerous out there. We, it's kind of dangerous when you got to go to working in the snow, too. <laughs> this is for your spiritual life. This is for your overall life. And if you want to be successful in life, you have to have a spiritual life that is healthy. No person that is um, doing well, that is balanced in their life, 
uh, doesn't have an aspect of spirituality in their life. Having a walk with God is very important. Amen. Amen. And so I just thank God, amen, for each and every one of you, amen, that's here today. I thank God for, amen, um, working and moving in our lives and allowing God to be relevant in our life. And so um, I don't know how this is going to go together because God kind of gave me like two messages and so I don't know which one to grab. And so we're going to go for the leading of the Lord. Maybe God will put it together and make it a sandwich. Amen. 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 But I do want to make sure that it is what God has given. It's important, amen, that um, that you get what God is saying. Amen. 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 And so um, I just thank God for life on today. I thank God for his goodness. And I just feel... Uh, if I'm really being transparent, I just feel like God is just saying, I'm going to bless you right now. Yes, yes. I just feel like God is going to bless us. Thank you, Lord. I just feel blessed. Amen. I really Amen. do. And um, I don't know, you never know what God is doing till after it happens. Yes. And so one of the things, when God speaks a word to you, one of the hard things for people is that they want God to tell them everything. Yes. But the Bible says we live by faith, that the just shall walk by faith and not by sight. And so sometimes God just tells you uh, a little bit of it, and your obedience to that unlocks the door to the other things. The old people, they had a song, and you will understand the song, they used to have a song that says, and you will understand it better by and by. And I was talking to um, Lady J how, um, you know, sometimes when God gives you a word, it's not for us to say whether it's God or not. It's on us to just be obedient to it. Paul said, I was obedient to the heavenly vision. And so as we be obedient to it, we'll understand it later when things start to materialize and it, and it all starts coming together as time goes on. Amen. It's kind of like when you cooking, you don't understand why am I adding, uh, why am I adding this season and that season and you understand it better when the whole recipe is done. Then you realize, okay, I understand now why I got to add the nutmeg, you know, to this recipe. I understand why I have to add this to the recipe. Uh, one of the things that people say, uh, why would you add bananas to a cake? And one of the things is is to is to make it low fat. Did y'all understand that? And so, when you first doing a recipe, you you say, this makes no sense. This gonna make what I'm making. This gonna make the cake taste like bananas. And you'll find out that you don't taste the banana, but it helps make it low fat. You don't understand it while you're doing it, but you, you'll understand it as you go along and when you get to the end result. That's my point. You'll understand it at the end result. Don't try to understand everything now. Y'all get what I'm saying? Everybody says, I want to have more money. And they say, if, if somebody told you just save, a dollar, just say um, $20 every week. 
and most people will be like, I don't understand why this why I say the twenty dollars. What twenty dollars is gonna do if I say twenty dollars every week? But you, if you wait, if you don't complain about saving the twenty dollars and just save it twenty dollars every week, you end up with what? A thousand and forty dollars, right? Fifty-two weeks out of a year, right? Two times four, two times two is four, right? Two times five is ten, right? So. You, and so you don't always have to understand it when God is saying it. And in life, don't try to understand things in the beginning of it. Just be obedient and do your part and God will. The Bible says those that are led by the Spirit are the sons of God. Let God lead you. And as he leads you, you'll understand it as time goes on. As, as the song says, you'll understand it better by and by. Amen. So let me jump into this. Second Peter uh, 1 and 3. I really don't have that many scriptures, but we'll see what God does. Second Peter 1 and 3, it says, According as his divine power has given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. Key part, those are two things. Life, what we're living now, and godliness, what we need to get to heaven. So, according as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertaineth unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. Amen. Amen. Psalms 18 and 46. Psalms 18 and 46. Tell your neighbor, I'm more blessed than what I realize. <laughs> Sometimes we don't realize how blessed we are. Because we are comparing our blessings with others. But we're comparing our blessings with what we lust them with. Sometimes you're more blessed than you are. Thinking that you are. Psalms 18 and verse 46, it says, The Lord liveth, and blessed be, the, be my rock, and let the God of my salvation be exalted. I know there's a song that's, that we used to sing. The Lord reign it, and blessed be the rock, and let the God of my salvation be exalted. So it comes from this scripture, amen. 18 and Psalms 18 and 46, it says, The Lord liveth, and blessed be my rock, and let the God of my salvation be exalted. Romans 3 and... The Romans 3, verses 3 and 4. All right, all right. Boy, boy, boy. <laughs> Have you all No, let me just leave that alone. Go ahead, say it. I'm just leaving it alone. You that Romans 3? Romans 3, verses 3 and 4. It says... For what if some did not believe? Now, listen to this question, and y'all understand the message. For what if some believes? Shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? Um, just because they don't believe, does that mean that it's going to change? The statement is, the statement is in Romans 3 and 3, it says, For what if some did not believe? Shall they make the, their faith Shall, shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? God forbid, let God be true, and guess what? Every man be a liar, as it is written, 
that thou mightest be justified in thy saying, that thou mayest overcome when thou art judged. All righty. Deuteronomy 28. That's an interesting statement. So just because they believe, does that make our faith of non-effect? In other words, does it, does it not work just because people ain't believing? Oh, I'm going to get into that. I'm going to get into that. I'm going to get into that. Uh, Deuteronomy 28, verse 6 and 7, it says, Blessed thou shalt be when thou cometh in, and blessed shalt thou be when thou goest out. The Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten. In other words, destroyed. Shall be smitten or hit or, you know, attacked. Shall be taken out. Shall be smitten before thy face. Thou shalt, they shall come out, they shall come against thee one way and flee seven ways. Now notice the statement of how they come at you and how they going to run. So let me read this again. Deuteronomy 20. 28 and 7. Deuteronomy 28 and 7 says, The Lord shall cause thine enemies to that rise up against thee. So in other words, the people that's coming up against you, not even necessarily the, the people, but the way that the enemy does. The Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before your face. God's going to show you how he's going to take him out. They shall come out against thee one way. They're going to come at you one way. But but they, but I'm sorry, I'm getting tongue tied. They shall come out thee one way and flee before thee seven ways. So the way that the God is going to totally take them out, it's going to be like, wow, I didn't know they came at me like this, but it's going to be like they're running everywhere. Amen. Amen. And so um, let me let me just throw this in. Let me just. Let me give the title of this. God is real despite doubts. He's blessing me and you right now. He's blessing me and you right now. One thing about the way that people uh, don't understand is um, is that we don't realize in the day and time that we're living in, people have this assumption that their doubts should cause us to doubt that God exists. And so even in Paul's day, there were people that didn't believe the Lord, that didn't believe in God. And so Paul is giving us a statement saying, just because they believe it, does that mean that our faith is in vain? Does that cancel out our belief in God? And we, we should know and we understand that no, just because they don't believe doesn't mean that God isn't real, that God isn't doing things, and that God isn't, doesn't exist. We know this by just the mere fact of not only what God does in our life, but the Bible says the heavens declare his glory, right? The heavens and all of the things that God has created is giving us a reality and giving us an understanding that there is a God. Just because they don't believe that there is a God doesn't mean that God stopped existing and our faith is gone. Amen. It just means that God hasn't been revealed to them. Amen. And so then we go on to we hear about, amen, the Lord liveth, that the God of our salvation be exalted. And, and what did this 
what this aspect of it is, is as we begin to understand that because we know that what people are saying that God doesn't exist, that because we know he exists, that it should cause us to give God a praise. It should cause us to give him uh, uh, some praise. It should cause us to worship him. It should cause us to lift him up. It should cause us to realize that because that he reigns and that because he reigns that we should give him a praise and the God of our salvation as he become exalted. Guess what? He brings us into a better place. He brings us into a position of blessing. Amen. Amen. The Bible teaches us this very aspect. He teaches us about the very thing. Amen. That if he's lifted up, he's going to draw all men unto us. And then the scripture says, amen, in the book of Malachi, that men shall give, that when we give in our tithes and offerings, that when we give, men shall give into our bosom. And so if we put the piece together, it's showing us that when we realize that what people say doesn't take away our faith in God, it should cause us to to give God a praise and because that causes us to give God a praise as we begin to lift him up as we begin to exalt him he is lifted up and causes men to be drawn to us and those men are the people that become the very vessels of God that blesses us all from the mere fact of, the, of realizing that God exists and then God turns around and says not only am I going to bless you the way that you think to be blessed, I'm going to bless you in a better way. I'm going to bless you going out, and I'm going to bless you coming in. Yes, okay. So what is that saying? That's saying no matter what I do, whether I'm coming or going, I'm blessed. Y'all didn't hear what I'm saying. No matter if I'm coming or I'm going, I'm walking in a place of blessing. I'm walking in the place of overflow. I'm not waiting for the overflow to happen. It's already happening to me right now. It's already overflowing in my life right now. In, in Psalms 126 and 3, it says, the Lord has done great things for us, wherein we are glad. In other words, I recognize that what God is doing is great right now. He's working out great things in my life. He's doing great things in my life. He's allowing the doors that I needed to be open to be open. And he's allowing, amen, the doors that needed to be closed to be closed. I don't want a door to be open that needs to be closed. I need the door to be closed so that my blessing don't go nowhere. I need for my blessing to remain. And so I'm thankful and I'm giving God praise for his existence. And I'm thanking and I'm praising him for all that he's done. But I'm also thanking and praising that he's making sure that the blessings stay locked in. Yes. Man, right now. Have y'all ever had a, a, a Ziploc bag? Y'all ever seen the Ziploc bag when you when you buy, uh, like if you go to pick and save and you get that little packet of meat where they give you some diff three different types of meat and the cheese, they have it in a Ziploc bag so that the meat don't go nowhere. And God is zipping up your blessing so that your blessing don't go nowhere. The Ziploc keeps the things from the outside from taking it. Come on. From from animals and food and, and pests and uh pet, you know different uh things that would normally eat up your your food, it is causing them to have a barrier block. Yes, yes. And God allows there to be a barrier in between your blessing. Amen. For being eaten from those that want to devour. God is allowing me to keep my blessing. Y'all understand what I'm saying. Thank you, Lord. The other aspect is, 
is, uh, and I'm going to play a song after this, is that we need to understand that it is the Lord, the Bible makes the statement, it is the Lord's doing and it's marvelous in our eyes. We got to understand that, guess what? The blessing didn't come from me. The blessing didn't come from nobody in this planet, on this planet. Nobody has given you the blessing. The blessing came from God. And it came from the fact that I acknowledged him in all my ways, right? The Bible says, acknowledge the Lord in all thy ways, and he'll what? He delighteth his path, right? And then it goes on to say that if you delight yourself in the Lord, he'll give you the desires of your heart. So as I'm delighting myself in him because I'm acknowledging him in my ways, guess what? I'm walking in a continual state of blessing. Y'all did not hear what I just said. The Bible says, acknowledge the Lord in all your ways and he'll direct your path. And so God is lighting my path so I can walk in a place of blessing. Are y'all getting what I'm saying? And so I'm acknowledging him. I'm letting God know, God, I'm acknowledging you in every aspect of my life. No area of my life is off limits. I'm acknowledging you because I want my life to be a, a blessed life. Amen. We sing it all. We hear it all the time about living our best life, living a blessed life, oh, yes. and we're wondering about when the blessing is gonna come. But when you realize that when you exalt God, you are walking in the blessing, whether you're coming in or coming out. You don't even have to look for the blessing. I said it a long time ago. You don't have to chase the blessing. The blessing is chasing after yes, you. Yes. You don't have to look for the blessing. The blessing is already there. Stop looking over your shoulders wondering, when am I going to get blessed? When is my season going to come to get blessed? When you realize that if you just exalt him, you can be walking in and out and you, you walking in continual blessing. I'm not waiting for my season of blessing. I'm just walking the season of blessing. I'm just living the season of blessing. I'm not waiting for a season to be blessed. My life is blessed. So I'm just every day. Come on. Whether I'm coming in the house or out the house, I'm blessed. Yeah. I'm not waiting for a season for God to rain down, increase in my finance. It's already happening. He's giving me sleep and he has allowed increase to happen while I'm sleeping. Yeah. I'm walking in a level of blessing that everybody else is waiting on. I'm not waiting to get blessed. I'm already blessed. And so while others are waiting, when am I going to get blessed? When am I going to have increase? I'm walking saying, I already got the increase. I already got everything. The Bible says in the, in the book of 2 Peter that his divine power in 2 Peter, we read in 2 Peter 1 and 3, that his divine power has given us everything that, that pertains to the life and godliness in Christ Jesus. In other words, his power, his divine power has given everything that I need for this life. And then he's making sure that while I'm being protected and taken care of in this life, he's preparing me for the next life, which brings godliness. Now, why is godliness reported because godliness makes sure that you maintain the best blessing. Now how does godliness do that? The Bible says the Bible says that godliness with contentment is great gain. So I'm gaining all the time because his divine power has given me all things that pertain unto life and godliness and he's making sure that I have godliness so that I can keep the blessing by making me content with what I got. Thank you Lord. See, when you understand that you are already blessed, you don't need the, the extra car. Right. Mm-hmm. You realize that if you want the extra car, you can get it. But there's a win in just you want to get it. Yeah. 
Right. You're not in a rush to get, try to get it. You're not trying to get blessed so you can show people what you got. You're not trying to have increase so that you can brag to other people about how blessed you are. You realize that you're blessed and because you're blessed going in and going out, you don't have to show or brag to anybody. You don't have to buy an outfit. You don't have to buy a car. You don't have to buy a house. You don't have to buy anything to try to impress people because you are already walking in a place of blessing. And just because they don't see that God exists and that I'm already blessed doesn't stop the blessing coming in my life. As I close, I told you I ain't going to be long. One of the things that we need to understand is that life is going to send tragedies. So a lot of people like, you know, one of the things that makes black people love uh, Got the gospel sometimes is music. We love, as a people, we love music. Mm -hmm. We're a very melodic people. And so we like songs when, Thank you, Lord, for all you've done for me. It could have been me. Thank you, outdoors, with no food. And no clothes. See, that's a place of blessing. I'm thanking you for everything that you've done. Yes, yes. I'm not in those places because every place I go, I'm walking in the place of blessing. I don't need for nobody to give me anything because the Bible says the blessing of the Lord maketh rich. I'm not sorry how God is blessing me. See, you want to bless. Some people want a blessing to impress people. Some people want a blessing to impress people. And then they end up being sad because they're not able to keep the blessing. But when God has you understanding that you're walking a life of blessing, you're not sorry. You're not sorry that you're walking. Part of being blessed is you understand that you got a peaceful mind. I'm just living in peace. Everybody else got trouble with their blessing. But I'm walking with peace with my blessing. Some people, when they got when they get blessed, they got haters in their blessings. I ain't got no haters. Because when a man's wife pleased the Lord, he will cause his enemies to be at peace with him. Even my enemies are at peace with me. Why? Because I'm walking in the place of blessing. My God, my God. I'm not looking for it. I'm not trying to show you that I got it. I'm not trying to prove to you that I need to show you what I got. Because I'm walking in a place of blessing. He's causing my enemies to be at peace with me so that they won't try to steal my blessing. If you got enemies, they'll try to steal your blessing. But when your ways please the Lord, you get to keep the blessing. My ble Somebody say, my blessing is Ziploc. My blessing is Ziploc. Y'all ain't hearing what I'm saying. So, oh, yes, we so, uh, yeah. so if, if you, <laughs> as the young people say, my blessing is on lock. Yeah, I don't want to do it. You can't get to what he's blessed me with. Because if you try to get my blessing, oh boy, let me, let me close, let me close, let me close. See, so what you don't understand is my blessing is locked to me. 
So you can't be like the prodigal son and get some of my blessing and think it's going to work for you because it only going to work for you for a short period of time. And the Bible says that when the prodigal son got the blessing from the father, it only lasted him a certain period of time. And he found that after he blew what his father gave him, that it wasn't what his father had that made him blessed. It was the fact that he was the father that was blessed. And so he had to go back to his father because he squandered his life. And he squandered all of the money, all of the increase on riotous living. So every, so what the father blessed him with wasn't enough to keep him going. It only lasted so long. So the blessing isn't what I have. The blessing is me. Yes, yes. And what you're seeing is the fact that I'm so blessed that you're seeing the blessing in my life. Oh yeah, That's right. You preaching. So some people feel like if I had your job, mm-hmm. I'll be living good. If I had your car, I'll be happy. If I had your house, I would be good. But you don't realize that because I'm, God has blessed my going out and my coming in, everywhere where I go, wherever I put my feet, I'm in a place of blessing. And you think it's what I got, not understanding that the blessing that you see is attached to my life. And so you can't really get my blessing because you can't get my life. I'm a close. I'm a close. We close. So sometimes you got to just hit the reset button in your life and realize I'm going to hit the reset button in my life. Tell your neighbors, you might need to hit the reset button in your life. And realize I'm going to hit it. As I close. Whenever Jalen, when he first started learning how to play video games, he might still do it now. When he'll start to lose, he'll turn the game off. Uh-huh. Or hit the reset button to have a start over. Yes. <laughs> In hopes that he'll get better later. Because he didn't understand how to accept losses. But when you're blessed, you realize everything ain't gonna be everything ain't gonna be a bed of roses. Everything ain't gonna be Everything ain't going to be hallelujah, happy joy all the time. But you got to understand that even when times are down, I'm still blessed. Well, y'all understand that. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. What? Blessed be the name of the Lord. Y'all ain't trying to hear nothing I said. So y'all thinking that you always got to have increase to be blessed. But even Joel made the statement, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name. I'm still blessed even if things are gone or coming. Whether I get it or whether I lose it, I'm still blessed. Why? Because the blessing is upon my life. I'm like Abraham. I'm blessed wherever I go. So you can take Sodom or you can take Gomorrah. It don't matter where I go. He's blessing my going in and he's blessing my going out. Everywhere I go is blessed. I'm a child of Abraham. And because I'm a child of Abraham, wherever my feet step at the best place. You might want to be like Lot and be with me everywhere I go. Why? Because the Lord is with me. I don't have to worry about the enemy. Why? Because I'm in a place of blessing. Even my enemies want to be in my place. You don't worry about what's going on. 
Because I'm in a place yes. of blessing. Yes. That's the one. You in the house. So just because they don't believe. Even if they don't believe, don't stop God from existing. Even if they don't believe, don't stop God from existing. And because I know God still exists despite them not believing, because I know he exists, it causes me to praise him, which causes the blessings to be released in my life. And so I thank God for all things. Come on, let's stand. I hope y'all are man. Amen. So my, we're going to jump into I mean, a very um, powerful message. Um, and I pray that this is something that blesses you. Amen. So let's go into it. Habakkuk chapter 2. I know I'm going into books that a lot of times you don't hear people jump into. But Habakkuk chapter 2. Amen. Amen. Habakkuk chapter 2, verses 2 through 4, says, And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain upon tablets, that he may run that readeth it. For the vision is for yet an appointed time. But at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, in other words, though it's taken a long time, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Behold his soul which is uh, behold his soul which is lifted up is not up and so it's not upright in him, but the just shall live by faith. Let me read that again. Behold his soul which is lifted up is not upright within him. In other words, if you're prideful, your soul isn't right. But the just shall live by faith. Amen. amen. Hebrews eleven. Amen. Verses. Amen. I promise you that I'm gonna, I'm gonna help, Amen. Encourage you to reach to higher heights, Amen. I think God wants us to walk in um, a better way of living, and we gotta look at life differently. Hebrews 11 verses 7 through 10 it says, "By faith Noah, not being warned of God, of the things not seen." Isn't that interesting? God didn't tell him of what was gonna happen to him. The word of God of things not seen as yet move with fear. Y'all hear that? Mm -hmm. Prepared an ark to the saving of his soul, by which he condemned the world and became the heirs of righteousness by his faith. Key thing, it was by his faith. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should have received for an inheritance, obeyed. And he went out not knowing whatsoever where whether he went. So let me read that again. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into the place which he should have after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. He obeyed what God said, and he went out not knowing whether he went. He didn't know where he was going. He didn't know where he was going. By faith, he sojourned in the land of promise as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promises. For he looked for he looked for a city which has foundations whose builder and maker is God. Key part, whose builder and maker is God. I'm almost done with the scriptures. Psalms, amen. Verses, uh, Psalms chapter 127, and we're going to read verses 1 and 2. And then we're going to go ahead and get down. Yeah, Psalms 127, verses 1 and 2, it says... 
It says, except the Lord build a house, they labor in vain that buildeth it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early. Now listen to this, because this is what some people do. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows. In other words, you eating and you depressed. If we ever live in a time where people eating and they depressed us now. To eat the bread of sorrows, for he giveth sleep, for he giveth, for so he giveth his beloved sleep. Let me read that again. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he giveth his beloved sleep. Why are you waiting up all night long? Why are you waiting up all night long is my word for that. Romans 8 and 14 is my last verse, and then we're going to go ahead and jump into it. One of the things that I appreciate, amen, is, is you guys being, amen, faithful. Amen. The last scripture, Romans 8 and 14, for as many are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And I just want to talk to you about faith in the midst of building a better life. Faith in the midst of building for a better life. I think if there's ever a, a, a situation if there was ever a time that we're looking for a better life, it's now. People are looking at their life and everybody is looking to find some place of shelter. Everybody is looking for the oasis. They're looking for the place that they could just live their life and live it to the hilt, so they can live it to the best of their abilities, right? Everybody is looking for a place that they can call home where they can succeed and they can retire. Matter of fact, we see, amen, so much going on in the world. We see, amen, the viruses, the coronavirus, right? We see, amen, all sorts of things going on. We see, amen, how people, amen, are seeming more violent than they are, ever have. We're in a day and time where you, you can't do the things that you used to do. When I was growing up, you were able to, to get on your bike and ride down to the lakefront. And now you can't do that anymore because if you was a kid, if you were a kid and you try to ride down to the lakefront, you might either get beat up, you might get killed, you might get your bike stolen. In the midst of that, you might get abducted. We live in a world where human trafficking, amen, is being is a big thing. People are giving up selling drugs for human trafficking because people have decided that people are worth more than drugs and they're making merchandise of people. And so we're living into a time period where everybody is saying, I gotta go here so that my life can be better and so we see people moving into rich areas and more expensive areas only to find out that they're dealing with the same thing that those in the inner city are doing is just on a lesser level they're dealing amen with sending their kids to school and their kids getting killed because somebody came to the school and shot the school up they're dealing with the same pressures of trying to stay in the house that is super high but their money is not the same as what the inflation is and so they're struggling to live in a rich neighborhood in the midst of a rich neighborhood and they're trying to do it with little income 
The world is in chaos and everybody is looking for answers and everybody is trying to find out how can I make my life better. I'm tired of going through the same old thing. I'm tired of the same old struggles. I'm tired of the same old worries. And people are, the Bible says in the last days, many shall run to and fro and knowledge shall increase. And so people are running all over the place. They're going all sorts of places so that they can find a place of refuge, so they can find a place of relief so they can find this utopia, this beautiful place that they can dwell in with little to no crime. Mm -hmm. And yet still, the pressure is on because wherever you go, you take you with you. And so one of the things that we have to realize is if we're going to grow in our life, if we're going to want a better life, we got to understand that we can't find it in any place on the earth. Because wherever you go on the earth, there is trouble. Life is built to have trouble in it. Even Jesus said, in this, even the Bible, and Jesus made the statement, in this world, you're going to have tribulations. Problems are going to come. Situations out of our control are going to come. And so we see in the scriptures that we read, amen, we see this example of Abraham. And we see that Abraham, amen, is an example to us of what living by faith is like, not knowing what's going to happen. No one knows what tomorrow is going to bring. And so you have to keep the right mindset of what your tomorrow is going to look like. Yes, only yes. you, remember there was, I think there was on an uh, uh, R&B song, Only You Can Make Me Happy. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so you got to realize uh, that nobody can give you happiness. Happiness has to come from the inside of you. Not, no money is going to do it because money is fleeting. You will have it one minute and there will be a gone the next. Money, there is no happiness you can find in money. Because after you buy up everything that you want, after a while, you get to, you, it, it just doesn't have that same effect. The reason why we think it do is because we're not, super, we're not a part of the super rich that can buy everything. Uh, y'all don't uh, y'all understanding me. Remember the woman that was rich, amen, that I believe her name was Kate Spade, and she had all this money, and yet and still, and she had a child, lived a beautiful life, had all of the wealth and all of these different things, and yet she still committed suicide. Yep. This world that has a monetary, that thinks that money is going to do it, is fooling people. Money is not going to be the answer to your problem. You have to know that happiness, the Bible says, amen, that the joy that God gives is not of the, is of the Father and not of this world. It's, you need the joy of, of God in your life so that you can maintain a, a, happy, a happy spirit, a joyful spirit. Remember Paul was in front of King Agrippa. He said, I, f I think myself happy. He's in a bad situation, but he still found himself happy. And sometimes we have to learn to maintain a joy and a happiness in the midst of problems. Uh, Y'all hearing what I'm saying? In the midst of setbacks, you have to still find a way to still be happy in life. Because guess what? Tra just as much as tragedy comes into our life, tragedy is going to leave your life. Mm 
Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? And so we have to have a different perspective. And so we see Abraham, and he finds himself in a situation where God is leading him. And so the Bible says, except the Lord build the house, they that labor, labor in vain. In other words, don't waste yourself and waste your life building things that God isn't in. Building things that, that doesn't have any value. You don't want to build something that that's not going to work. You want to have God backing what you're building. Come on. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Oh boy, y'all quiet on the day. That's all right. And so the first thing that I want to bring out is that the vision that God gives us is a vision for our future. You got to let God show you what to do. Everybody in here has a talent. Everybody in here, there's something that you can do that just comes naturally that can't nobody do like you. Amen. I'm not talking about complaining. I'm not talking about having a bad attitude. I'm talking about something that you've been gifted with. And so you have to allow God to speak to you and to guide you and to give you a vision. And when God gives you a vision and you have God on your, and you are, you are part of a vision that God has and God brings you on his team, you find things that God wants to do in your life. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? And so God will find some amazing ways of doing some things. I, I promise you. It's an amazing thing when God does it for you. Because when God does it, guess what? It doesn't require so much work out of you. You still got to do the work. But it won't be so overwhelming. God knows how to put you in the, in the midst. The Bible says that, he, that your gift, the Bible says your gift will bring you before great men. Yes, yes, yes. You don't have to buy friendships. If you have to buy friendship, guess what? They're not your friend. You don't have to buy friendships. You don't have to buy friendships. You don't have to be manipulated with friendships. You need to understand that when God does it, he does it in an amazing way. He'll do it in, a, in, a, in an awesome way. And he'll allow God, he'll allow, God would allow uh, people to come into your life to help and to bless you. The second thing is, when I, when I was mentioning how God led Abraham... Abraham, the Bible says, and I'm almost done, Abraham became the father of faith. We know that Abraham is the father of faith. And one of the things about Abraham being the father of faith is, it's still, even though he had faith, there were some things he still couldn't control, i.e. other people. Yes, yes. Tell your neighbor, you can't control me. You can't control me. You can't control other people. As much as you try, you can't uh, I can't control you. You have to be willing. You, you can't control what other people are going to do and how other people are going to respond. So why are you putting so much stock into that? Why, why do we waste so much time in trying to change people that don't want to change? Abraham. He said, look, tell them that you're my sister because I know you're beautiful and they're going to want to kill me. He understood that he didn't know what was coming, and he, but he also knew that he couldn't change people. Amen. Don't be worried about whether or not you know what's coming or not or how people are going to react. Just make sure that you're being led by the Spirit. The Bible says those that are led by the Spirit, they're the sons of God. Be led by God because you can't control what's coming your way and you can't control people. 
the day you try to control people is the day you start wasting your time. <laughs> Let me say that one more time. The day you start, the day you start trying to change people is the day you start wasting time. Cause all you doing is 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 just killing time. Because guess what? They not gonna change. You can't make somebody that don't want to work get a job. <laughs> if they don't want to get a job, guess what? I don't care how many ap uh, applications and resumes and connections you have. If they don't want to work, you can't make them work. Uh -huh. Y'all get what I'm saying? If if somebody look, if if somebody wants to lose weight, if somebody wants to lose weight, there's nothing you got to do to them to make them lose weight. They'll be willing to do the work. Willing. Yes. But if they like double meat, double cheese, and they saying, and they saying, look, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, be, I'm a be fat. Ain't no sense of me losing weight. Ain't no sense of me losing. I'm going to gain it anyway. You're going to have to accept me for how I am. Right. Yeah, I get what I'm saying. If they don't see nothing wrong with the folds, well, if they if they if they have no problems with the body folding, you can't change that. If they come, they if they're comfortable in their own skin, why are you trying to change them? Y'all listen to what I'm saying. If they're comfortable with how they are, you can't change that in them. Abraham is a perfect example. He had to deal with the pharaohs and he didn't know how they would be. He had to deal with all sorts of people. He had to deal with lot. Guess what? You can't change your kids. Your kids, you can raise your kids right. And I'm, I'm telling you, you can raise your kids right. You can give your kids wise advice. You can try to tell them, don't do this. I know. And guess what? At the same time that you're telling your kids don't do that, they still may do it because they got free will. And you can't save them from themselves. I don't care how good of a parent you are. You can't save your kids from themselves. Y'all okay. get what I'm saying. And so we have to keep this in mind that we can't change people. So stop wasting time. Stop wasting time. Tell your neighbor, I got too much to do to be wasting my time on you. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, I got too much to do to waste my time on you. I got too much to do. My life is, 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 is too busy. I got a vision that I got. There's a vision for my life. There's something I'm trying to do with my life. You may not be trying to do something with your life, but I'm trying to do something with my life. So I can't waste my time on trying to change you. <laughs> I got too much to do to waste my time on you. And so... God leads us to build better lives. And so what are the things that we have to do to do that? The first one is we got to get in his word. The Bible says when it talked about being blessed, everybody wants to be blessed, but we don't want to do the work to get blessed. 
The Bible says, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the... Uh, the Bible says, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But in his law doth he meditate day and night, and she, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers, and shall bring forth his fruit in his season. And whatsoever he do, guess what? It shall prosper. Yeah. If you are trying to get blessed, the first thing you got to do is you got to get the word in you. Yes, yes. I don't care if you're not saved. Still read a scripture. Amen. There's no criteria that says you can't read the Bible just because you ain't saved. Still read the Bible scripture. Because guess what? The Bible is going to be right whether you write or anyway. So the first one is get the word in you. The second thing is have a vision mixed with faith. I'm almost done. Have a vision mixed with faith. How many got a vision for your life? Amen. Or are you just existing? Some of us are just existing. Wow. What you doing tomorrow? Nothing. <laughs> what you doing next week? I don't know. We supposed to have a sandwich fest. <laughs> what are you doing to, to better your life? When was the last time you, oh boy, here you go. Well, I just go. Uh, Frank may be, Frank and Antoine can have to be my security. When was the last time that you thought about going to the gym and eating right? Oh, man. Yeah, they got to be your security. You got to, you got to, you got to be willing to make some adjustments. If you're going to be healthy, you got to do healthy things. Look, if you. You're not going to be able to be healthy drinking six sodas and then talking about, I got a sweet tooth. It, it just, it's just not going to work because soda expands your stomach. And so you drinking six sodas, you downing them, and your glucose level is getting ridiculous. And you drinking soda knowing you're a diabetic. You drinking sodas and you know you're a diabetic, and you know it ain't good for you. But you keep trying to say, the Lord is my healer. That's not faith. That's foolishness. God is a healer, but he's also not one to try to cover our foolishness. And so you have to learn that, hey, if I want to live long, I need to start eating healthier. You know, you know the first thing that we won't, don't want to do is we don't want to give up the chips and the dips. But we want the thighs and the hips. We don't want to give up the chips and the dips, but we want the thighs and the hips. We want to look good like we healthy, but we don't want to put down the things that, that is necessary for us to be that. You got to get in the gym to do some things. And you got to eat right. Most of us, if most of us, most of us got to realize that most of our health problems is because of our lifestyle. Yeah. Oh boy, y'all hear You're right. You're right. And so if we got a vision for our life, we got to look at ways to change our life and put a vision before us. And so the scripture says, write the vision and make it plain. What is God telling you he wants to take you five years from now, two years from now, three months from now? If you don't ask God for the direction, find out what, look, you're not getting no younger. 
Hey, Frank, I just, when I was in high school, I was 125. Now look at me. I'm 225. I look like I'm 225. I'm 225. When I was in high school and when I got married, I had hair. Now I got the George Jefferson. I'm just telling you. When I was younger, when I got young, when I was young and I got married, I used to be, before I got married, I used to cut the grass and then we'll still do some things, me and First Lady. Now, I'm paying people to cut the grass. Because I've gotten used to a sedentary lifestyle. Instead of going to the kitchen and cooking, I say, hey, what you got a taste for? You want some Popeyes? <laughs> Because anytime you're trying to advance your life, you're going to have to do things that is uncomfortable and you're going to have to break a cycle. Yes. Yeah. It's kind of. I'm just leave that alone. You got. I don't care how much I keep trying to tell First Lady, we're going to go to the gym. We're going to go to the gym. We're going to go to the gym. We started, but guess what? After a while, we stopped. You want to know why? It wasn't her motivation. It was me. Oh, boy. I hope I'm going to help some of you out. Some of the reasons why you're not progressing in life, it's not because of you. It's the people that you're hooking up with that said they're going to do it with you. You got you to do the things that is necessary and have the right backing. So we have to learn to use wisdom. And so my wife made the statement, Lady J made the statement, she said, I can't go to the gym with you. Because you start, but then you stop. But she knows herself, so she said, you know what? I need to get a personal trainer because then I'll know somebody is waiting on me and it'll force me to have to get up and go to the gym. You wanna know why a treadmill at the house won't work? Because all it'll do is be a place where we can hang clothes on. <laughs> you need people that are pushing you in areas that is uncomfortable to get you where you want to go. I can help her with the spiritual part. But with the health part, I only can do so much. And so she has to make sure that she doesn't rely on me. Tell somebody else, say, stop relying on me. Stand on your own. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it by myself. I can't. I can't do it. I need him by me. I need her by me. That's your problem. You look into the arm of flesh to help you advance. And what you need is you need to just trust in God and step out on faith. You got to have faith to know that better days are coming. I'm, I'm, I'm close. My last point. My last point. I must not be. I don't know what's going on. All right. <clears throat> the other thing is, and my last point is sleep. So that you got strength to do the vision. They say one of the biggest things that keeps people in poverty is lack of sleep. Most people, and we can't count Elon Musk. He's kind of like a, he's a unicorn, you know. He's a unicorn. That means he's rare. But 
The Bible says he gives his beloved sleep. And it talks about that it's vain. Now, the word vain in the Bible means that it's useless. It's useless for you to get up early, stay up late, and then eat the bread of sorrows. All of that is vain. It's, it's useless. And it's not wise for you to live a life where you go into bed at 1 o'clock in the morning, you getting up at 5.36 o'clock, and then when you eating, you depressed because your life ain't nothing. All of that is vain. And so you have to change the way that you look at your life and know things about yourself. Somebody, some people, they like to work. Some people are just lazy. You gotta decide which one you are. <laughs> some people, they, 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 they get some sleep and they get up and they can, they gotta do something. They just can't be sitting in the house. Yes. <laughs> this movie is nice. <laughs> Wonder what's on Netflix. Some people can do that and they're fine. But other people, in order for them to feel fulfilled in life, they gotta do something. They gotta work. They gotta do something that they feel like it has some some goals or something to show accomplishment. Amen. Are y'all get what I'm saying? I told my I told my wife I'm trying to close. I told my wife I said, "Hey, she was having a rough day," and I told her, "I told her it's okay. I'll make you something." No, I'm not taking you out. That's not gonna happen. Uh, I told my wife because she had a frustrated day at work, and I said, "Hey, when we had Jalen." When we had Jalen, stop. When we had Jalen, when we had Jalen, for about a year, she didn't have to work. Well, she didn't work. She really did have to work. But because of her health condition, because of her health condition, she didn't work. And so for about a year, guess what? She was at the house because she was pregnant and sick. Now that's work right there. Being pregnant is a lot of work. Thank God that the men don't get pregnant and we wouldn't have no kids. <laughs> Thank God there wouldn't be no kids. But for a year she didn't work. But she was pregnant so she was sick all the time. But now she's gotten in the habit, she's been working for the whole time that we've been married. And I said, hey, we did it one year before. It was a struggle. Now, the reason why we did it is because her health condition was. But guess what? I told her, I said, if you have such a frustrating day, why don't you just not work and I work more hours and we just struggle through? You know what she said? No, I don't want to do that because I like working. And God opened up my eyes. Even if I was rich, and she could shop every day, she would still want to work. Y'all get what I'm saying? And so because I know I can't change people, because I know I can't change her, I'm not going to try to bully her into doing something that she's not wanting to do. <laughs> It'll be a waste of my time trying to tell her, you know she give up that job, knowing that it's going to put more weight on us. But she likes working. And so you got to learn, are you a worker at or are you just a carrier at? 
The carrier rat is the people that just like to carry the food and eat. But are you, or are you the worker that like to produce something? You have to find out what type of person you are. You can't get a job. You can't get a job just looking at applications. Amen. I don't care how many applications you look at. You never filled it out, so you ain't going nowhere. <laughs> are you trying to go somewhere in life? Because if you're trying to go somewhere in life, you got to be doing things that give you change. Because if you don't, where you are right now, you will be right where you at. You will just be older. And then you're going to have back pain, neck pain. And because you don't sleep, because you're staying up late and you're waking up early. And you're eating the bread of sorrows and you're depressed about your life. And when you're depressed about your life, let me say this. When you're depressed about your life, everybody else is the problem but you. You're blaming everybody else for what's wrong with your day. You're blaming everybody else for why you ain't coming up. The problem isn't everybody else. It's you eating the bread of sorrows, waking up, staying up late, and waking up early. Amen. Lord, I know that that's rough. I might need your security after that. <laughs> You, So he gives us beloved sleep because sleep is important. Do y'all know that they are now starting to see that if you don't get enough sleep, you can become pre-diabetic from lack of sleep. If you don't get enough sleep, do you know that your brain isn't repairing some areas and your ability to remember things is horrible? And so when we live in inner city environments where it's violent all the time, we're used to staying up late because everything is on and popping. And then we still got to get up to go to work. And it wears on us. That's why you need vacation. And you need, so you need to find a way to trust in God and get you some sleep. But don't get too much sleep because you know how they do, Joyce. They'll sleep the whole day. And then say... I can't wait. In about two months, I'm going to get me an apartment. You ain't even got an apartment job. <laughs> I'm going to get me an apartment. You ain't even got a part job. Right. How you going to pay for the apartment? What you going to do, sell cookies and, and, and sandwiches that don't nobody want to buy? And so you have to be willing to advance yourself. You got to be willing to change because none of us is getting any older. But God wants to give you a better life. And he's going to give you a better life by getting in his word, by getting you some sleep, and by letting God give you a vision for your life. By you challenging yourself in areas that you don't want to challenge yourself in. By you allowing yourself to find yourself people that will help you advance. If you know that, that, that the people around you aren't good with money, why won't you go to a financial counselor? Oh, that's what white people do. Oh, why? Is this they the only ones that got jobs? Y'all understand what I'm saying? If you know that everybody around you is bad with money, why not go to a financial counselor and say, hey, all the, all of the entertainers, when they realize that they're rich, guess what they get? Financial people. They get life insurance. You know, black people, we don't want to talk about life insurance because we think that all of a sudden something's going to happen just because you go get it. No, that's wisdom. 
Ain't nothing gonna happen because you get it, you're preparing for the future. And y'all get what I'm saying? So go talk to somebody. Instead of buying $100 worth of Big Macs, Big Macs and a double cheeseburger and a sweet tea, go get you some life insurance. Say, dang, First lady ain't trying to listen to me. Go get you some life insurance so everybody ain't got to do no GoFundMe go account for you. <laughs> Talk about if they love me, they'll put me away right. If you love them, you would have did what you needed to do before that happened. And so advance yourself. You don't have good people around you that know about money. Say, hey, Stephanie, do you know a good financial planner? No, okay. First lady, you know a good financial planner? No. Don't tell you know a good financial planner? No, okay. Don't nobody know. Let me see at my job, do my HR person know? Or I can look it up. We Google everything else but the things that we need. Boy, that's powerful. Google a financial planner. Google a life insurance plan so you can leave money for your kids' kids. I'm trying to do that now. I'm trying to leave money for my kids' kids. You know, her and I'm trying to leave money for them. I'm trying to leave something for my brothers and sisters. And y'all get what I'm saying? If something happened to me, I want to leave something for my brothers and my sisters. I know y'all like, no, nah, I don't be leaving nothing for them. They on their own. But... Uh, I'm trying to do something to leave a legacy. Are y'all get what I'm saying? <laughs> Go to a financial planner. Have you planned that out? Have a pastor in your life to deal with your spiritual life. Are y'all get what I'm saying? Come on, let's stand. Let's stand. We all need somebody with some expertise. So you need a pastor for your spiritual life. You need somebody that, or an app or something to help you with your financial life. You need a doctor for your natural health life. Tell your neighbor, I wonder do you got any of the three? You need somebody, if you don't got a doctor, you need it for your, for your health life. If you don't have a church home, you need to find a church home so you can have a pastor for your spiritual life. If your, if your finances are wrecked, you need to ask for something or a financial person for your financial life. Why? Because I want to live a life of blessing, and I want God to give me the vision for it. Come on, let's go before the Lord. Father, in Jesus' name, God, we just thank you, God, for what you've done, for what you continue to do. God, we ask, oh God, that you will work in our life. God, we ask that you would touch. God, we ask that you would give vision, that you would give understanding, that you would just cause your face to shine on us. Lord God, do what only you can do. Cause us to advance in every area of our life and teach us, oh God, how to stand. Lord God, how to hear and how to do. We give you thanks and praise in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen.